We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode 97 of Married Millennials. Happy Black Panther Week, everyone. Happy Black Panther Week. I hope all of y'all <laughs> got your tickets for Black Panther, because if you didn't, it's probably sold out by now, and you're going to miss all of the goodness that we will talk about on next week's show. I'm a new kind of hyped. I don't think we bought our tickets on January 9th, you guys. I'm on a new level. January 9th. <laughs> yes. The movie isn't released until February 16th. But we are seeing it on February 15th because in most major cities they are doing previews or showings, I should say, right. on the 15th. So we will be watching it this Thursday, February 15th. I cannot Wait. Yeah, we're, we're pumped. I'm on a dumb level, like just a dumb, dumb level of hype. We just watched, uh, Joy made me watch the- <laughs> Joy the, made me watch. The uh, Legends, what was it? Uh, no, nope. the Avengers Civil War. Nope. Is that, that's what it was called? You're really close. What is it? I have to make you get this on your No, own. just say Who what it is. Who was the main character? Captain America Civil, Civil War. War. There you go. The <laughs> Avengers Civil War, same thing. No, it's not. Close enough. Look, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not into the, I shouldn't say I'm not into, I, have, I haven't followed the comics as it relates to Marvel, but Joy had mentioned that in Captain America Civil War that Black Panther made an appearance. He's like, you need to watch it because you'll get some information leading up into the movie. And then I was just like, well, Black Panther was in this film. I felt like I heard no buzz about him in 2016. But after watching it, I can understand why. But now that Black Panther has its own movie, I just, I literally cannot wait. The level of excitement is beyond the roof. My mom didn't even know that Black Panther was a thing. Like, but and my mom is the connoisseur of all, <laughs> all things, black. things black. Like everything, but my mom watches BET and TV One almost exclusively. Like she just, she's that person. She's that, everyone yes. has that mom, that aunt, yes, who watches nothing but the old black movies on BET she and watches Hallmark. Just right. Weekly <laughs> with with Common and Queen Latifah, she she always is like, oh, I love Common. Like it's ridiculous, but she didn't know about Black Panther, so I had to put the trailer down for her. Like, hey, mom, watch this. Halfway through, she goes, oh yeah, I want to see this. Yeah. And then once it was over, about thirty minutes later, she goes, yes, I'm excited to see Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love my mother. Hi, mom. <laughs> This is the second week of our 100 by 100 campaign. We are trying to get 100 reviews by our 100th episode. This is episode 97, and it's the second week of the campaign. And when we started the campaign, we were at 48 reviews. And as of this morning, we were at 68 reviews. So to the 20 of you who left new reviews, thank you very, very much. We truly appreciate it. I'm telling you guys, your support means everything to us. It gives us the energy to get up every Monday morning and record. And we do record other days too. But mostly we record Monday mornings and the energy is just so nice because we do create this content for you. So for those of you who are new listeners, those of you who've been listening a long time and have not left a review, we kindly do ask if you can open up your podcast app right there on your phone and leave us a review on iTunes because we are trying to get to 100 reviews by our 100th episode. 
Yeah, and I I really just enjoy reading the reviews. The feedback is amazing. It's just nice to know because you know we sit here every week and we just have each other and we're <laughs> we are who we are on the regular. So you know it's nice to know that when we're sitting here and we're talking about things that we actively talk about all the time, it actually makes a difference for you guys. And some of my favorite feedback that uh, seems to be a consistent theme is that people walk away with things to talk about within their own relationships or friend groups, and I just. Oh, I love it. I'm so excited. And Justin mentioned new listeners. A lot of you found us because we are featured on New and Noteworthy, which is, I mean, huge. It's the front page of the New York Times for podcasts. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what it is. And we opened iTunes on Monday, and I looked, and there was Married Millennials Square on the homepage. By Oprah. (laughs) I was just like, oh, my gosh. We are here. We are on the front page of iTunes and Apple Podcasts. It was one of those feelings that you don't even you don't even know how to react because you're just looking at it happening. Because for so long, I remember when we I remember when we started the show mm-hmm. almost two years ago. We're like, how do we get on New and Noteworthy? Mm-hmm. I remember we recorded five to eight episodes and ten episodes. Okay, well maybe they'll see us. Maybe we'll get on New yeah. and Noteworthy. And we now got to, we have recorded ninety six episodes. So it took yeah. us ninety. <laughs> it took us ninety six weeks to get to New weeks. and Noteworthy, but we made it. And this mm-hmm. is what I tell you guys about persistence, mm-hmm. about keep going. Ninety six weeks. We had to create ninety six episodes mm-hmm. for them to realize and recognize that. Hey, you know what? The Love Jays are producing some pretty good content. And I'm I'm excited. It makes it that much more enjoyable. It's so much better. 100%. It is so much better. And the thing is, when you're confident in what you're putting out there, because when we first started, <laughs> it is, I secretly cringe every time people are like, oh, I just found your show. I started episode one. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, rock, just, paper, scissors. Yes. That was the first episode. It's like, I have grown since then. Don't judge me. Because I, I can confidently say some of my opinions have changed. Yeah, our opinions have changed, yeah. but also you find your voice. I remember yeah. when we first sat down to record oh. Episode. So awkward. We're like, okay, what do we do? We have our notes. Let's yes. talk. I had never edited audio before. Yep. Juicy tidbit, actually. The very first time. Do you remember the very first time we sat down? Oh, we could oh, not we stand, stand each other. each other. Could not stand we each were, other. Yeah, because we both had different ideas of, of how things should go. We were not in a good mood. We were frustrated because we didn't understand how any of this worked. And now it's, you know, completely light and happy. And we're just, we were talking about the other day. We love sitting down to record an episode. It's Definitely. It's the best. <laughs> that was. I'm just going back to that exact moment. Oh, I was not feeling you. <laughs> we were you not pleased. You were not feeling we were recording in our bedroom. It was hot. Yes. We didn't know how to position everything. It was a yeah. mess. And then... The lighting was off. Yes. And, and there was more to that. We had a recorded an episode, but that hard drive ended up getting stolen oh, yeah. when I went on a work trip about a week there, a week later after we had just recorded that first episode. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh my gosh. We took all of this work. We to had done a this. trailer. Yes. Like everything. We did everything. We're like, yeah. okay, the show's ready to go. And the hard drive ended up getting stolen. And I go, what are we going to do? And we sat down again and we're just frustrated and mad. And that was rock, paper, scissors, mm-hmm. what, you, what you've heard. <laughs> and to go back and listen to it is just hilarious. The cadence of our speech, our interaction. Uh, I couldn't even, I can't. That's the beauty, it. though. It's growth. Yeah, hashtag that's, growth. That's what Thank you need. God for growth. <laughs> 
I just want to insert this little nugget here. I'm only 40 pages in to this book, but I feel like everyone should read it. I'm sitting here like exclaiming to Justin, Justin, you've got to read this. Out here reading read. full page excerpts. Yes, I sure was. I was just like, babe, really? I can, it's funny because I can feel you not wanting me to really read it. Correct. But it's like I felt compelled to give you the information. So the book is Conversations with God. And right now I know that this is bad, but I cannot remember the author. I will put it up on Instagram. I'm just, I'm obsessed. It is so good. I mean, I just, all I have to say is go read it. Go <laughs> read this book. Let's have a conversation about it. Email me because I'm just, my mind is when it's like, Boo. basically it's about a, a man who was kind of angry and he started writing and he had questions for God. He started writing and God responded. So that's what this whole book is, a dialogue between a man and God, which I feel like is life, right? The, all of our lives is a dialogue between us and God. And this, there it is in book form. And oh my gosh, it's amazing. Amazing. We have some more exciting news to share. You have heard us mention Brunch to Bomb on this platform before, which is to me the livest black brunch and the only black brunch here in Los Angeles. We are officially hosting the next Brunch to Bomb, which will be on February 25th in Hollywood, California. We cannot provide all of the details just yet, mm -hmm. but mark your calendars. February 25th in Hollywood, California. If you want to come rock with us, meet with us, talk with us, have a good time, we want to meet you guys. We don't just say that and pay lip service. We genuinely want to connect and meet you guys. I know for a few listeners who we've had the opportunity to meet, they always say, it's like, I feel like I know you guys. And then we start interacting that you guys are really the same. And Joy yeah. and I <laughs> pride ourselves on being authentic on this platform because when we, when we do get to sit down and engage, we don't want you to think that you've been sold a lie with what you've been listening to for all of these years. Mm -hmm. It's like, nah, this is, this is who we are. This is our, our day to day. So if you wanted to connect with us, you live in the Los Angeles area or you're going to be in town because it's All-Star Weekend. Oh, no, it's not All-Star Weekend. It's the, it's the weekend after. But even if you are in town, just in case you came in for All-Star Weekend and you want to stay an extra week <laughs> for Lo and just to stay another weekend in Los Angeles, come hang out with us. Brunch to Bomb, February 25th. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at LoveJaysOfficial to get all of the latest news and information regarding the brunch. It's funny you mentioned how when people meet us, they feel like they know us. We had an interview this week with Kiss and Tell, and I feel like I spilled some more tea. <laughs> like, I spilled all the tea, like, to the point where I woke up out of my sleep in the middle of the night, like, did I say that? Yeah, I said that. Was it authentic? Yep. And I went right back to sleep. You just, you got to be real. And, and yes. shout out to Jason Sharp. You are mm -hmm. not subscribed to their podcast. Make sure you do yes. Kiss and Tell Kiss Radio. And tell radio. They, and we, we came to, to their studio and recorded the episode, and it's about an hour and a half conversation, but it was just fun, authentic, real. We touched on all kind of topics, everything yeah. under the sun, but I appreciate Jason Shard creating a platform or a space where you can just come and be open and honest. Mm -hmm. And again, that is, the to me, the biggest thing that is, is so important in everything we do is just being 100% authentic. And I remember we were driving out to see Joy's mom this weekend, and she made the comment, like, why don't we talk about things that everybody else is experiencing? It's like in life, you we just do, yeah. there's certain subjects, we don't like talk about it. can't talk about it. But let's just use an example, is pooping. Everybody goes to the bathroom and takes multiple shits a day or a week. Like yes. It's a natural body God habit. God willing. Yes, God willing. <laughs> yes. There is a, it's a natural 
response for your body. It's a, it's yeah. a habit and an action that all of us do, but yet we can never talk about it. Yeah. It's like, like it's why? bad form and inappropriate. Yeah, it's like... When it, I personally think that pooping is amazing, and so do you. Yep, shout out to all those who have squatty potties under their toilet. We're we one do of have them. a squatty potty, yeah. You got to make sure your, your toilet setup is correct. I believe that was episode two. Yeah. Where we talked about all of uh, <laughs> the, 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 pr- the, the proper the toilet behavior and the, and the bathroom behavior. That is actually a funny episode. Yeah. But it's, it's just like we run away from all of these topics. And when yeah. we talk about marriage and relationships, everybody has struggles. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, you shouldn't talk about your struggles. Your struggles, you should just work through them. Well, right. if we all had the ability to solve our own <laughs> problems, hell, we would be we'd be superhuman. Well, we'd be perfect. Yeah, we're not we're not and superhuman. And the thing is sometimes you don't know if what you're dealing with is something that other people are dealing with. Like, let's just imagine no one ever talked about poop and there were no cues in the bathroom that other people were pooping. You would be in such a panic if literal brown shit is coming out of your ass <laughs> every day and no one, you don't know if it's happening to anyone else. You just don't know. And that's life, right? You literally don't know if this shit is happening to everyone else. So I encourage everybody to be as open and as honest and as vulnerable as possible in their waking life. It's worth it. It's so worth it. Because it, it, at the end of the day, it breeds authentic connection. And that's what we're all starving for. It's somebody that we can connect to or it's people that we can connect to on a 100% real level. And it also drives your self-awareness. When you force yourself to be authentic and vulnerable and open and honest, you are peeling back the layers of yourself. Mm -hmm. The things you love about yourself, the things you want to improve about yourself, your wins, your losses, your struggles, your victories. You... When, when you create a space where you allow yourself to let the world see who you are, you are indeed working on yourself just through that act. So come on, y'all. Let's shed the skin. Shed the skin. Let's just be real. I know we live in the social media world, the IG world, where it's our highlight reel. We post all of the, the pictures, and we put way too much Facetune on our pictures. I you guess. guys, I do have a PSA about Facetune. <laughs> You've got to stop. You've got to stop with the face. I mean, it's getting to the point where people's lips are smooth. I'm like, where are the lines in your lips? Like, where are the cracks? I, yeah. I know your lips I mean, don't look like that. you got to stop. It's like, and then I think there are these makeup apps, too. Like, people's blush is a little too pink on their smooth, glowy face. Stop it. It's like, come on. You are stop. beautiful. You are handsome. Stop it. Like, And I do believe in Facetune for... Uh, a pimple or some kind of blemish that maybe you don't necessarily have, right? That's not a part of your face all the time. I am pro removal of those, but even the bags under your eyes. I remember I went on Facetune once to try to get rid of the bags under their eyes, under my eyes, but it was still darker. So it just looked like smeared darkness. I deleted that. Yeah, I, I deleted that because I said this is this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, like I said, if you, if you cut yourself, you got a pimple, and you want to clean that up, I understand. But when you're out here doing transformations, there was one picture. Yeah. I'm scrolling through my timeline, and I just stopped. I said, Joy, look at this. Like they looked like dolls. Yeah. I said, like, you, <laughs> you don't it. you don't look like this, sir. I know I know what you look like in yeah. person. I've interacted with you multiple times. You don't look like this. Like, wh- how did we get to that point? But we are so consumed with trying to make everything perfect, and right. in that in that perfection, we can't talk about any of our of our struggles. It's like, man, let that shit go. Here's the thing, though. This is what I want to know. I want to know if, because what is it in your mind that makes you want to present that obvious, fake version of yourself to mm. the world? 
as opposed to who you really are. What is it inside? Because it's not like anyone is posting and thinking, no one will notice. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. If you've taken Facetune all over your face and neck, <laughs> there, it's not foundation, people. You can tell. What is it on the inside of you that thinks that who you are is not acceptable to present to the world and you'd rather have this literal manufactured version of you in a casual setting, mind you? I, I just... Well what, well, what is it is the society driving us to be perfect, constantly competing with one another, trying to get more likes, trying to get more followers, trying to get more clicks, trying to get paid for sponsorship on our program Everything that society is driving is forcing us to, okay, well, we need to aggregate. We got to do better. We got to do more. We got to be perfect. We got to be pretty. We got to be skinny. We got to be in shape. We got to be fit. So at, at some point, if you're not comfortable with who you are, you are going to succumb and fall victim to these stimuli. Yeah. And that's, it's just a journey. And some people are, are willing to embrace the journey and say, like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm cool off of that. But some are so disheveled within themselves mm-hmm. that they just want to say, okay, well, it's working for so-and-so. Well, this is what I need to do to get followers. Or this is what I have to do to get likes. And, and it may make them feel better because instead of doing the actual work that needs to improve within themselves, they can put the face tune on or the filters right. and feel better about themselves when people respond back with positive comments. So instead of Facetune, let's do Mind Tune, right? Let's get your mind right. And after Mind Tune, do Life Tune. So if you're not satisfied with, you know, what your body may be doing because you haven't been taking care of it, start eating well. <laughs> start exercising. Uh, those are things that can happen. And uh, But again, it starts with your mind. You got to get your mind right. Because I, there, I do believe, I know that there are people that are just naturally... Uh, thicker and there's people that are naturally skinnier and it's interesting because I, I hear both sides of the argument right everyone the people that are naturally really thin they want more meat on their bones and the p- people that are naturally thinner want to be slimmer just be you and be cool with that and that's why it's so important to surround yourself with positive people last week when I had friends over and we had that that circle of trust it can just say everything that was on our hearts and our minds and help one another through those struggles and also find ways that we can help uplift each other with our various projects is all of that makes a difference is because you're forcing yourself to be who you are, to strip yourself clean and be like, this is what I'm going through. And I believe there were some individuals who were attending at first who were a little reserved. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to just see how the conversation goes before I say anything. And then I may have made a comment or someone else made a comment and it just opened up the mm-hmm. emotional space within the room and then people were able to walk through that door and say, okay, this is what I need help with and this is what I'm going through and it just makes all the difference in the world. We went down to, to San Diego and linked up with a good friend of mine, Nate Howard. We interviewed him on this show. Just a really good dude. He's a full-time motivational speaker. He also owns his own nonprofit, does a lot of great work in the San Diego community within schools. And just to be able to go down there and talk with him as I am preparing to start my career as a public speaker, get his ideas and how I can improve or 
run these, you know, run my thoughts by him and say, okay, well, have you thought about this? Well, have you formed, you try to, to lead in with, with this comment. It was just refreshing to know that I could call someone that I have a good relationship with and be like, hey, man, you do this. You've done this for a long time. How can I, do you have any suggestions on, on how I can package mine to, to start with? And kudos to him for being willing to share that information. There's so many people who are successful at the top who are reluctant to share their information or their knowledge because they feel that that person may come and take them, mm-hmm. you know, take away their, their power, their sign of their victory. The reality is, is we all have been placed on this earth with one purpose. And there can be many of us who have a shared purpose, but we can only live our purpose the way we are supposed to live it. Right. No one else can. By me sharing the knowledge doesn't prevent me from continuing to walk in my purpose and live in my success. All I'm doing is now helping someone else fulfill their purpose. Mm-hmm. That is our job here, people. Our job is here to serve others. How can we take our talents? How can we take what we're good at, our love, our feelings, and help other people? Right. That's what we got to do. I agree. I 100% agree. One of my favorite sayings is your tribe determines your vibe. And I used to take this as your friends determine whether or not you're in a good mood. Like that's kind <laughs> of really how I how I interpreted it. But now I understand that the people you surround yourself with determine whether or not you're going to vibrate at a high frequency, which is positive, or a low frequency, which is negative. And I now that I understand it, I'm starting to feel it. And I'm, I'm establishing how I'm feeling after each interaction uh, with my with my my friend circle. Right when I leave Nate, uh, I feel inspired, uplifted, supported, um, and excited to move forward. And in those friendships, where maybe you leave feeling like, hmm, <laughs> I I don't feel. Uh, and again, that doesn't mean anyone's a bad person, but it is. I cannot stress enough how important it is to have relationships in your life uh, in which you are of service and that are serving you. If that's not happening, you really, really, really got to think long and hard about making a, a slow and steady exit. Yeah, you got to take yeah. inventory. You got to do the Irish goodbye, right? You know how you're at a party and you leave without saying anything? That's what you got to do. Yeah, I'm ready to start implementing that. Yeah. We have failed multiple times. I told Joy. It's all ago, your fault. It is. It's all your fault. I, I want to yeah. start doing the Irish goodbye. Yeah. And I think we were at two or three things and we went around and said bye to everyone. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I forgot about the Irish goodbye. You know goodbye. what, though? The, my truth, the, the truth is, though, it's because it's not your fault. I like saying goodbye to people. I don't feel the need to say goodbye to everyone. I think you should say bye to the host or hostess, and I feel like you should say goodbye to somebody, people you were having a deep conversation with. Or in close proximity of at the time of your departure. Right, but you don't need to say goodbye to everybody. That's where we get stuck. That's where we get stuck. So, uh, And Very Smart Brothers, if you don't read that blog, you should. You absolutely should. Uh, Damon is hilarious. And Panama. And Panama. <laughs> He's reckless <laughs> in the best now, way. They, their blog has been around for over 10 years. Yes. I've been following them since college. Mm-hmm. And to see their evolution, just two very smart brothers who yeah. talk about all things black and pop culture. And this was one of their, their topics was about how, how we leave in parties. Yeah. And, and again, I, they have content for literally 10 years. Yes. So if you ever want to get lost, like I've never heard of very smart brothers, shame on you. Right. <laughs> But if, if you haven't, now you have a chance to, to interact with, with their content because it is truly amazing and hilarious. 
Happy early Valentine's Day to all the lovebirds out there who are celebrating the holiday. Joy and I are not big fans of forced love holidays. <laughs> it's not. Okay, here's the thing. I, <laughs> I support. But shout out to y'all who are supporting. And what I don't wanna... it stands for. In general, I think that it's a nice idea. I don't appreciate the pressure associated with Valentine's Day. And I will say, so our first date, our very first date in which uh, Justin took me to the officer was actually the day after Valentine's Day. But you set up like a, 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 a monkey and I a put candy, monkey, candy all over your bed. bed while I was in the shower, which again could be stalkerish now nowadays, but <laughs> that is true. But it was, I was like, yo, leave your dorm open. I'm coming. Yeah. So basically I got in the shower and he kept asking me all these questions and like, when are you going to shower? Something weird. And I was like, okay. And he said, leave the door unlocked. I'm going to come by. Again, weird, but I went and took my shower. So when I come out of my shower, there were Snickers set up on the bed and a stuffed monkey. And, and I a think card. A card, yeah. I hooked it up. flowers? I don't think you did. No, that. I didn't do flowers. Yeah. The college budget. College budget. But it was very sweet. Very, very sweet. And then we went on our very first date the day after at Red Lobster. Justin was insistent that I try shrimp. Because uh, Jordan grew up on seafood. And no. seafood was my favorite cuisine. Or my favorite type of food, and that you have to, uh, you yeah. have to try shrimp. I was all about those cheddar biscuits. Yeah, oh, those were those were delicious. If I could make a vegan cheddar biscuit, <laughs> I would be in the game. Yeah, those. Were, oh my gosh, those are unmatched. In the game. Can we just take a second and all acknowledge mm-hmm. the deliciousness of Red Lobster's cheddar biscuits? Thank sitting you. here thinking Second about it. Second received. <laughs> uh, because You Love Me by Celine Dion played in my head while I was thinking about it. <laughs> That's how much I love those biscuits. Yeah. So I, I guess we did celebrate Valentine's Day for but, a little bit, but we, it was different. We didn't do like big dinners and go out all the way for probably like the first, what, five years or six years of Valentine's Day. What I would do would get, I would get Joy a card and a stuffed animal. And that was the extent I of our I had to tell him celebration. to stop giving me stuffed animals because they're cute. But then I had nowhere to put them. I'm not a stuffed animal person, so I'm not going to just display. And they're always stuffed monkeys. I think I have a couple stuffed bears. I love monkeys, for those of you who Yeah, monkeys, I. gorillas, and bears. Yes. And I'm like, dude, you really got to stop. I appreciate it, but stop. And once she told me to stop getting them, that's when I stopped getting Valentine's Day cards. That's when I did everything. I was like, all right, well, this was We've my only... we done cards in the past. But, but I was then, like, this is my only little nugget. My idea for this year, because I have some color pencils, I feel like we should just make each other Valentine's Day cards. I feel like that could be Going fun. Going back to elementary school and you used to yes. make Valentine's Day cards for the, your Because I'm mad about crushes. the prices of them. Like, why am I spending $7 on this card? And they're always like a sexually suggestive joke card, right? Or they're way too deep. Right. It's like, like I, I love, love you so much. On this Valentine's you Day. You make my like, heart explode. Yes, right. Love me forever. Yeah. Well, I can't babe, wait to I, I love you so much you. you make my heart explode. You got the message? <laughs> I did. I, I got the message. But again, happy Valentine's yeah. Day to all the lovebirds out there. And if you do celebrate happy Valentine's Day, yeah, have a yeah, blast. No shade. And yeah. we should admit as well that our our relationship anniversary was eight days after Valentine's Day when we started yeah. dating. It'll be 10 years in a week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. It'll be 10 years. And, and so because we were eight days away, it was like, why are we going to celebrate Valentine's Day and then actually celebrate our date anniversary? So it, didn't, it just didn't really work out. So that probably plays a strong part, But can part we discuss that well. we're dogging Valentine's Day, but we celebrate our date anniversary and proposal anniversary? That is true. And then our anniversary, but though, our wedding but no, anniversary. But I, 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 those, we don't celebrate it. We acknowledge it. But what's important is those are dates 
that are distinctively special to important us. Yeah. to us. Valentine's Day is a universal holiday. Yeah. Uh, our proposal anniversary, the day we got together, our current marriage wedding anniversary, yeah. all of those. The are, day we met. The day we met. Yeah. Those are yeah. important dates and unique dates that hold value to specifically just us. Yeah. So it, it's different. I'm oh, categorizing. I'm categorizing that in a, in a different way. All right, that's fair. So happy Valentine's Day, everyone. I know I said that I would stop talking about the weekly wellness newsletter after January, but I included Will Smith's Instagram talk on fault versus responsibility. Now, if you're not following Will Smith on Instagram, go ahead and do yourself a favor and do that. Yeah, in true Will Smith fashion, he joins Instagram late and just dominates it. Dominate. He's changing the game. It's just nug after nug. I, I can't keep Just up. dropping jewels. So much knowledge. Weekly jewels. Daily jewels. Daily. And it's just who he is. But what I'm excited about is that I feel like I speak a similar language now. Now I'm picking up. It's like you've been learning Spanish and then you go out to test it. And you're like, oh, I actually do understand what you're saying to <laughs> yeah. me now. Just like that quote your vibe, uh, your tribe determines your vibe, it means something different to me now. So now the things that you're, he's saying mean something different. And his talk about fault versus responsibility, uh, to paraphrase, is that although something can be not be your fault, it is still your responsibility to take care of it. So, and we've been discussing this, right? Basically, you can control your response to things. It's, it's in the vein of that. And the example he uses that is that if you had an alcoholic father, it is not your fault that he was an alcoholic, but it is then your responsibility uh, later in life to move forward from that. It, it is your responsibility to, to grow and not blame that situation say, oh, this this person's fault and it is this person's responsibility to fix it. And he was saying, unfortunately, fault and responsibility don't go hand in hand. I think it's such a novel concept and one that people really, really, really need to grasp. Most definitely. And if you've not subscribed to the weekly wellness newsletter, make sure you guys do that. You can head to our website, lovejays.com, scroll down about midway through the page and you will see a section where you can enter your email address. Make sure you guys do that. But back to the conversation, it is indeed so important to understand and grasp this concept because our life, everything that has happened in our life is not what we have necessarily determined. Mm -hmm. We grew up in a place where from... Five years old all the way up to 18, we were forced to do something. We went from first grade to second grade to third grade to fourth grade, then to middle school to junior high to high school, and then some went on to college. And then after college, some go on to pursue postgraduate degrees. So we've lived a life in a pattern. And before we become adults, we are taught what the schools tell us to teach. We have to act in accordance with what our behavior, with our parents said as our behavior parameters, and of mm. course the legal parameters. <laughs> but we have lived sort of in a box, and because of these parameters or guidelines that have been placed around our lives, we have experienced or have not experienced certain elements, and those experiences have shaped us into the individuals that we are today. Some of those experiences and, and those traits aren't necessarily positive or great experiences. But we can't sit and stew and blame the education system, blame our parents, blame our friends, blame our schooling, and saying, well, because of you, this is what is wrong with me. Perfect mm -hmm. example was the student loan debt that Joy and I have. Mm -hmm. It is not our fault that we have tens of thousands of dollars of student loan debt. 
this is what my parents and us too believe was the right thing to do. You want to go to college, you take out these loans, you pay for your college, and after, afterwards you go ahead and you just pay back and wash your hands and life goes on. Right. But these student loan debts have tremendously messed up a lot of things for Joy and I personally mm -hmm. and probably every millennial out there who is currently sitting on student loans. Mm -hmm. But it is our responsibility to adapt and change and figure out how we are still going to live our best life mm -hmm. with hundreds of dollars of student loan payments going out of our account every single month. I am beyond upset every single time that those checks come out of my account. Oh, I get irritated. But again, I, what am I going to do? Sit and complain? The deed is done. I can't go back and say, well, I don't want these loans. I'm not going to this school anymore. It, it is what it is. It is my responsibility. It is our responsibility to go out here and take hold of our life. And as I've said previously, some of us are working jobs that we don't like. Some of us have friends that aren't uplifting us. Some of us are in relationships that we don't enjoy. The reasons we are in those relationships or in those jobs may not necessarily be our fault, but it is our responsibility to take control of that situation to determine what we want to get out of it. If this job is making you miserable, well, that's not the job's fault for making you miserable. It's your fault for staying in the job and remaining miserable. You need to make a decision to get out of that misery, whether that's change your perspective of the job or go find a new one. And that's the thing. Even if it is your job's fault that you're miserable, let's say they're actively making you miserable, it is still your responsibility to leave. And that's what he meant by them not being mutually exclusive. Just because it's somebody's fault does not mean it's your responsibility. How your role in things is your responsibility. And that's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow. But again, there's so much freedom in it. If you really sit down and think like, hmm, this happened. It's not my fault. But from here on out, I have the freedom to approach this differently. I have the freedom to not let this have an emotional hold on me or a financial hold on me. Well, I guess we can't say. <laughs> Student loans are now gone. They're not a thing. I've decided to <laughs> act like they don't exist. Even though you could do that too, but it's still, again, at the end of the day, your responsibility to, to pay them. So you could act like <laughs> they're not a thing for 29 of the 30 days, but on that day that it's due, you're going to have to pay it. The truth is it's easier to make excuses than it is to fix a problem. Mm -hmm. And when we are in positions that we don't necessarily enjoy, to get out of it, is really tough. It, re it forces us to first identify the problem, actually identify the problem. Right, because I do think that denial is a default. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. it's, or what, what, what is the most common saying? Oh, it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. uh, in, or in it's due fine. time, it's fine. We have this melancholy, melodramatic response to everything, but we live in a state of, huh, well... This is life. Life or is supposed it is to be what hard. It is. Yeah, life is supposed to be yeah. hard. It's not supposed to be fun. This is just a struggle time. I just have to just do it, and, and that's the way life is built. No, not really. But it's easy to default to excuses because if we default to responsibility, mm -hmm. we then know by accepting responsibility, we then have to create an act on right. and make that responsibility change. requires action. it requires action and no and not everyone wants to take the action steps to make a difference in your life there are some action steps that i'm still like mm, you know hey this is this is uh, this is gonna be tough perfect yeah. example 
Jor and I want to write a book. I also want to write a book. Mm-hmm. I have been avoiding... And I want to write a book. We, want to, we have like books on books on book, books that yeah, we want to write. We have yeah. book titles, the framework, what it's going to look like, but I have not sat down and started putting the words to a paper for this book. And the reason is, is because the, the idea of writing all those words alarms me. Mm-hmm. It freaks me the hell out. Like, how do these people write 50, 60, 70, 80,000 word books? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at paper like this paper, this page is blank. There's not a word on it. But it is my responsibility. The book's not going to write itself. Yeah. And I have not taken those action steps. So I haven't fully claimed responsibility for getting that book done. It is my fault that that book hasn't been written. But I have to take the responsibility to decide to start writing. And action is not often easy. And a lot of times with action, we don't know all the answers. Mm-hmm. Let's just be real. There's sometimes we want to make steps, but we don't know what's the first step to take. And in taking that first step, it requires us to do some research. Mm -hmm. It requires us to maybe talk to some mentors to find out other people who've made similar steps and how they have done it. Just like we do in our relationships. Some of you guys will reach out and it's like, man, it's so refreshing to know that you are dealing with the same type of struggles or issues. When we talked about celibacy on last week's episode, we had multiple people reach out and saying, well, I have these thoughts, but I don't know how to start. Mm. Well, here, let me tell you how we started, and maybe that can light your fire to go and take that first step. And another thing that Will Smith added to his video is that taking responsibility is not an admission of guilt. And I also think that that is so important. I'm, you got to listen to the song. You got to listen to the whole thing. So that and it's can, short. It's, it's, a, it's ju- like 90 it's, seconds. Yes. Or it might be two and a half minutes. Okay. Oh, maybe two and a half minutes. Yes. Yes. But it's still, it's short and sweet. And again, if you can grasp this, your life will change. And I can see, I mean, when did you read The Subtle Art and Not Giving a Fuck? When was that? That was last year. And he had made mention of, the, of a similar This is a universal nugget. truth. This is, any self-help book or any enlightened book talks about this. But I feel like Will Smith put it in layman's terms, which I think is amazing to be able to take this profound teaching and put it into the simplest form so that everybody can take hold of it. But when you read that book, you really started to listen to that, or you really started to understand. That that was the one point I took away from that book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. It's a great read, but the biggest nugget I took away was this exact message. And his point was he was given a speech and there was a father whose son was killed, whether it was a car accident, I can't remember. And he had made a comment saying, it is your responsibility to repair your emotions. And the guy's telling him, like, you're telling me that it is my, you know, it was not my son's fault that he was killed. And you're going to look me in the eye as a father who lost their son and tell me that it is my responsibility to get over it. And he was just like, yeah, it is. And he said he felt like an asshole delivering that speech. But the truth was, is it was that father's responsibility, even if there's even a if lot of trauma. Awful happens. Yeah. It is our responsibility to to pull ourselves up, and we may not be able and to do hard. it by ourselves. That's not easy. No, that we may not, not be easy. able to do it by ourselves, uh-huh. and that's where the point of the reiterating point of this episode: your tribe and your vibe mm-hmm. is. I'm in. I'm in the funk. I am struggling really, really hard. I just experienced a traumatic experience. I don't know if I can do this by myself. But if I surround myself with people who I know are here to uplift me and encourage me and dial me in and pull me through whatever pain that I'm going through, I will be able to get through this. But see, here's the thing. 
even in that, you have to be careful not to put the responsibility on them. True. To make you feel better or to lift you up. No, they're there to support. They're there to support. Yes. Think about everything in your life that you've ever had the issue with. Think about how you solved that issue. You specifically. And then think about the problems that you're having now and how you can take responsibility for them and get to a better place. And again, if that's emotional trauma, I cannot express enough how important it is to get professional help. Go see a therapist. And there are resources available to people who may not have insurance to cover it. I know they even have apps now. They have apps where certified therapists are signed up to help you. And I'll, I'll look into that and I'll include it in the links for the show. But you've, you've got to grab Life by the Horns, people. Because I know everyone, every single person listening to this and every single person you shared this episode with, wink, wink, <laughs> has the ability to change their life drastically and live their very best life. So our challenge to you this week is to throw away the excuses, identify the problem, and take responsibility and determine that it is you who needs to improve your situation. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Married Millennials. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, And of course, share it with your friends. And as always, let's keep the conversation going online. You can head over to our website, lovejays.com, and you will see all of our social media icons right there at the top of the page. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday.